I want to begin teaching you on how to marry and I'm going to teach you two things. How to prepare for marriage. And after you are married, how to remain in marriage. Amen. Have you welcome? Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. If you are there, say I'm there. If you are not there, say wait up. Now, marriage is overrated. Okay? I heard some people say that, oh, it's a scam. It's not a scam. It is simply overrated. Hmm? Are you here with me? I said marriage is what? When we say something is overrated, what does it mean? It has been hyped beyond what it is. You understand? Now we have people even say that there's a hierarchy. Your first love is... Some pastors say that um, there's a statement I've heard some pastors make that um, forgotten the statement. I'll find it as I begin to preach. Marriage is good. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that marriage is honorable in all. Marriage is honorable in what? So, but marriage is, is overrated. That's why in the Bible you see marriage happening in the Bible. But marriage is not the most dominant theme in the Bible. <laughs> Yes. The other things in the Bible that have more substance than marriage. If you look at the book of Genesis, you can count the number of marriages from Genesis to Revelation. So it is a, a, non, a natural thing that was ordained by God to happen. But life is not all about marriage. And a lot of young people, as they set out in life, they become so obsessed with marriage that they end up marrying and destroying their marriage. People are very desperate to marry, hardly marry well. I'm not saying they hardly do a good marriage um, ceremony. I'm talking about the fact that they marry and they never stay in the marriage. They, they just marry and their marriage becomes a disaster. Okay? And some people marry late because they have exaggerated marriage. Go to my hometown. Or go to villages. Anyway, not just my hometown. Go to villages. You'll find young people that are married and they are jobless. Isn't that true? In the sense that the woman is not working, the man is not working. Sometimes the man, the whole man, the highest amount of money the man can get is 15 CD. That is married. So what makes you think that you need a certain kind of job that pays you a thousand cities to marry. When there are people in other parts of the world that take 200 Ghana cities, do you know there are people, some of the people, okay, let me ask you a question. Some of these people that are working in people teaching and they are paying them train basis, some of them have been working that way for years. They've married, giving birth, send their children to school. Are you saying because they don't take 2,000 a month, they cannot marry? They shouldn't have married? So it is overrated. Some are postponing marriage because they feel like 
I need to get a flat screen TV. I need to get a chamber hall with toilet and bath. I need to with an AC like my own. Some are also saying, you know, I need to get a job. You know, these women that have come these days, if you don't have money, they will not want to marry you. Some ladies are like, ah, I need to. I will say all of I'm not saying all these things are not important, but I'm saying that it is not always the case. That's what I'm trying to say. That marriage is overrated. That's my first point I want you to write down. I hope you have written it down. That marriage is overrated. And about, I'm about to show a very interesting scripture in the Bible. That's why I've been married for two years. Sometimes I even forget that I'm married. You people are... Sometimes I forget that I am married. There has been times I've taken this ring off before my wife. It's not like when she was not... Some of the brothers usually remove the ring when they are going out so that people don't know that they are married. Before my wife, sometimes she would herself would be remove her ring and put it, and I'll be laughing. And we will all be laughing. The ring is there. We, sometimes we can't even go to town. Everybody's not. Somebody, hey, somebody, look at this guy and his girl. The way he's holding his hand. Because somebody saying, if you ever remove this ring and I come home and I can't find the ring, the marriage is over. This is a ring. It is nothing. It is nothing. The marriage, and you're, you are already fighting over a ring. It is overrated. Do you know some people have left their husbands, their wives, because he came home and the ring was not on their finger. Somebody who has never done any wicked thing to him. Simply because he came and the ring was not on his finger. Foolishly, he says that, ah, you are cheating on me. It is overrated. What of Jehovah's Witness? Is it SDAs who don't wear rings? Are they not married? That's what I'm saying. There are people that are married. Eh? And you find out that, like I said, go to the villages. Some of them, they are working, but the whole month, the money they get is 150 grand cities. But they are married. So almost of the things that we say about marriage, marriage, they are overrated. What did I mention? I say? There are things that are being hyped. Hey. When I got married, I even by the grace of me, I did all kinds of flyers. And by my grace, when I did flyers, not by the grace of God, it was by the grace of me. Because I, I did, God didn't do the flyers, I did them myself. <laughs> Some people still got offended that I didn't invite them. I didn't even invite myself. You didn't invite me. You got married, you didn't invite me, but the flies were over, but they were just like, hmm, I'm waiting to see if AFM will invite me for his wedding. I'm waiting to see if AFM will be. So some of you, when you're about to marry, you print out all kinds of cars. People don't care about those things. Me, I don't need your card. Me, the other. Why do you have to bring me a card? Which money? Bring me the money. <laughs> it, uh, it needs to go into the audience. <laughs> you are bringing me a card. My son. 
you are bringing me a card. My friend, you are bringing me a card. Bring me the money for the card. I mean, why do I need a card to come for your wedding? Doesn't make sense. So because a friend got married and didn't give you a card, you didn't attend. Didn't send you a flyer on your DM and say, Charlie, I'm married. No, it's a card. It is overrated. Me, if I don't come for a wedding, I won't come. Whether you give me a flyer, you don't give me. They have been brought me a car to my house. I still didn't go. It's not about those things. You can get married and only four people will come for your wedding and still it is marriage. You didn't hear me. You can get married and only three people come for your wedding. It is still marriage. Somebody married, 2,000 people came. Another person married, 100 people came. Both marriage, every marriage be married because every painting be painted. Sit down for one minute. Let me show you something in the Bible. I ask you to open, right? Look at it. And the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground of the... Let's go to verse... Um, verse 21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman. And brought her unto the man and said unto him and Adam said he brought her unto the man just like he brought the animals I hear when God brought the animals he wanted to know what he would name them but when he brought the man look what happened God brought the man after creating he just brought the man Adam had come out from his sleep as a head I had a very fine dream it's like they were creating somebody who looks like me. And his eyes were going up and down. Then look at it. And God brought the man unto him. And what did Adam say? And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father. This one. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. Shall cleave unto his wife they shall be one flesh they were both naked the man and the woman were not ashamed you see a wedding ceremony there god brought adam to the woman and the woman to adam let me get a lady to come come now come here god brought since i'm her father Eh? he just held he held her like that and brought her like this and God was doing his own thing and the man took him and said this is my wife God didn't say this is your wife the man said this is my wife she shall be called this and that was it That is why the Bible now says, For this cause shall a man leave his father. Fathers don't marry for children. 
I'm teaching on marriage, but this thing is about to get out of hand. God brought, 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 brought the, the distance. All those things. That's what I'm saying. Marriage is overrated. It is what? Overrated. Straight on. You can make all the noise and it will still not where you can go back to your seat. And that was it. Then later on, they will now go and do all the rice and everything and all those things and a whole lot of things. But all those things were not important. That's why when you go to the law, the, the court, when you went to do your wedding at the court, uh, your marriage, whatever, at the court, what did they say you should bring? Who, how many people did they say you should bring? Did they say by forces you bring your mother and father? You can bring your classmates. You can even meet somebody on the roadside and bring them. They don't care. Because those things are not important. A pastor dragged his daughter like this and went and married and the marriage broke down. So, to even you, not to talk of who I chain. But those things are not important. It's exaggerated. It's overrated. And a lot of the things, the reason why a lot of people are married are in a lot of problems because the marriage that they are marrying has been exaggerated. And some people are not married because they too have exaggerated the marriage. Can you imagine I'm about to marry and somebody is Oh, wait, why you have your master's? Can't I marry and do my degree and my master's? Look at people who make certain statements. Today, they are, my mouth will not say foolish. Today, I've gone on leave. Today, they, my mouth has gone on leave. I will not say foolish. How can you meet a, a young damsel? You say that, I love you. Hello, baby. I love you. When I see you, it's like ice water is on me. Eh? You, this young man, you, have, you are working. You have small money that at least you can go up and down. Some, some of them are even building a house. Some even have a car. And, and foolishly, this is my mouth. <laughs> foolishly. I intentionally said it. You foolishly say that I want to send it to school. When I'm done, I'll marry her. Are you a fool? Why don't you marry and send it to school? It's exaggerated. So that when I'm married on my wedding, on a wedding day, you know, it's exaggerated. All these things are not important. Why can't you why can't you use your head and say that? Let me marry her, send her to school. Or when you marry there, you can't go to school. Do you see that these things don't make sense? But don't you see people repeating the same mistake over and over again? Let the nusu go to school or go to school or do second year, third year, no shia obi. Help me to Adam. As soon as the lady goes to college, goes to the university, then they go and meet Adam. Then you start going mad, running mad. Hey, women are wicked. Oh, no, you are foolish. Which woman is wicked? 
women are wicked though you are foolish Baba, brama brajeno pa denja wan ware sika o de share na denja wan fan ware na to aso kuni nyansa sinafo hey how to marry point 1 i said marriage is exaggerated It is overrated. It has been overhyped. That when some of our daughters come around, everything they are talking about is marriage. Every prayer point is marriage. Everything is marriage. Everything on their head. If you open the head, eh, you will not see blood and see all those brain and all those things. You will just see marriage. If you cut their blood, you will see marriage. Cut their blood, dating is inside. Hey! When they sweat, it is dating. Marriage. It's overrated. That is why you easily get heart attacks when the relationship doesn't work. Because you've exaggerated marriage. How are you preparing to marry? You meet somebody. You are preparing, 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 then the family say no, and you can't let the person go. It's an exaggeration. You have hyped marriage beyond what it is. Hey. Unless I follow me or you're not following me, the way I sit down, I'm about to. My wife always makes a very funny thing. Say, hey. You always say it. Sometimes when people come and say, marry well, so that when the time we are enjoying marriage, you don't be disturbing us with your marriage problems. Marry well. That's why I've called you to come and see that some people didn't come. How to marry, see that they didn't come. You see that they didn't come. Hey! Why did I say? I said marriage. It's exaggerated. It is overrated. It is hyped. God brought the woman to the man and the man said, this is my wife. God didn't say, this is your wife. And he took him and the Bible said, they were both naked. They didn't care. What does it mean? It means that they didn't have much. They didn't have anything. They didn't marry when they had gold and silver. They married having nothing. Nothing. And they were okay marrying, having nothing. You want to have everything before you marry because you've exaggerated marriage. You don't like the message. Alexa, then. Bibi, yo. I want to take that mind from your head. I'm not saying don't think about marriage. I'm a, my point two will change everything again. You would think I didn't preach about point one. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
My point two, by the time that you may forget that, then <laughs> if care is not taking marriage, will be your blood again. This time, even your hair, you go and print a t shirt on marriage. No. Take your time. When it comes to all these things, take your time. Marriage, all this, this thing, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. When some people marry, and say, welcome. Come here. Yeah. Some people marry. Everything they see in the marriage, they talk about it. Every wrong thing they talk about it because they've hiked marriage too much. When you go out and you see a wrong, is it every wrong thing you talk about? You simply feel like, hey, because we are married, Exaggerated, it is overrated. When some of the young people, the old people, meet young people who are not married and they are crazy about it, they just laugh. They are like, Take your time, take your time, just take your time. When it comes to marriage, take your time, take your time. You sit down again, I'll show you something. You have seen a fine sister. You love her. You want to marry her. You want to have a big wedding. What is your point? Why? Can't you just go and see the family? And say, we are going to have it in your hall. If it's your compound, we are coming to have a small one. Not even as big as David's home. Well, David's home was big. We are just coming to have it in the hall. The one they had in the morning. We are done. Finished. We are done. In the sight of God, it is marriage. In my sight, it is marriage. In the sight of your enemies, at the, oh, they will say it is not marriage. But after one year, they will say it is marriage. In the sight of foolish people, they say, hey! after one year, they will say it is marriage. They will not say, um, Micah girl. No, Micah here, no. But you feel like you can't do something small to just settle down. So we must do something very big. The money you can use for building a house, you waste it on a wedding. The money you can use for buying a car, you waste it on a wedding. The money you can use to buy this fine shoe that I'm wearing, you still waste it on a wedding. For people that I already married and those who can never marry, most of the people can They are jealous is not even good. What kind of jealous is this? Those people have never cooked jollof for anybody in the world. They've never had any party in this world for anybody. You are worried over your love that people will come and eat at your wedding. Nipa na oba wedding or no ni party biya mo biya ndi love da. You are worried about them and you are spending more money for them because you saw somebody do it, some rich guy do it. So me too, I must do it. Do you know why a lot of young people are, are grown up and they are still not married? Very grown, they are growing up, they are not married. It's because they've hyped marriage. Mama, what are you? That's what I'm. The whole point in America, you know, they say, What are you? She knows, she says, Uh huh. Ah, wait, you're not a work canoe. Ah, wait, you're not a make canoe. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
marriage is exaggerated. Whether you have honeymoon or you don't have honeymoon, if your marriage will break, it will break. If you are stupid, your marriage will break. If you are foolish, your marriage will break. If you are not wise, your marriage will break. If you are not spiritual, it will break. There are a lot of factors that if it's not honeymoon, you can have honeymoon, you can even pray, your marriage will still break. <laughs> you can have no honeymoon <laughs> and not pray, and your marriage will not break. Some people are married, they've never prayed about their marriage one day since they married. Their marriage is still surviving. It's still there. So this thing is exaggerated. That's my point one. Their marriage is overrated. Hey. My time is already gone. And I've not even started talking about what I want to talk about. <laughs> Robert, you're welcome. <laughs> so, young people, you can marry. You can marry. And enjoy marriage. Eh? Eh? Say, eh? Alex says, eh? been blessed I feel like if I even close the service I'm done preaching and I've not even started how to marry but that's my point one how to marry understand that marriage is overrated that's point one somebody's like I need to get a certificate you can marry and live with your wife in one single room you understand Besides you, you are not too famous to get visitors. <laughs> Is it not true? It's not important. You are not. <laughs> you know, some people are still not married. Eh? Not because they have not reached the time of marriage. They are like, you know, I need to rent it. <laughs> you know, I need to rent an apartment with whatever. You know, if not, I cannot marry. You know. Blah, blah, blah. You too, nobody will even come and visit. Even your own in-laws will never visit you. Eh? Amen? Let me show you something in the Bible. That. Verse 18. How to marry. And the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him and help meet. I will make and help meet for him. Okay. Now, marriage is an institution that was ordained by God for a man and a woman to fulfill an assignment. So the point two is that marriage was created by God for a man and a woman to live together to fulfill an assignment. Fulfill an assignment. 
that is why some marriages don't work because the people that are involved in the marriage okay they have no assignment after they have sex and sex and sex and say they get bored and they start fighting because the man has no vision the woman too has no plans so they are all idling around listen marriages break more often on the platform where there's no there's nothing fueling the marriage when there's nothing fueling the marriage come here the marriage turns into a concern um, this thing after you have done concern about every other person you end up now fighting because you say you have not no, sometimes I can be chatting about do you know we are here to buy this Oliver if you don't sit there Oliver so understand that God created marriage to work on a system okay especially the men should listen to me and the women also listen to me. It is very hard for marriage to work when the two people have nothing doing. I'm not saying when the two people don't have a job. You can have a job and still the marriage will not work. When the two people have nothing doing, marriage usually doesn't work. You will notice that before Adam, God said it is not good for the man to be alone. God had given him a, a garden. Every Adam must have a garden. Without a garden, you are not ready for marriage. Because remember, God said, I will make the woman to come and help the man. You have nothing doing. Where is the, what is the woman coming to help you do? There is nothing in your life that needs to be done. So what is a woman? I don't need it again. What is a woman coming to do in your life? When you have nothing doing. No vision. No purpose. No ambition. You have nothing. You are just going to school. You have nothing. You are just you are just what I did now. I said, eh, I'm ready to, for, for marriage. And oftentimes, after the woman comes, she will keep looking at you. And you know what? A man who has no vision usually bores a woman. After a while, you may marry her. After a while, they get bored because nothing about you excites them. Makes them proud that they are following. And women naturally want to follow something that they are proud of. Whether you're a carpenter, you're a mason, it doesn't matter. It, they just want to understand that, that this man is trying to achieve something. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. And women and sisters, is it true or is it not true? Ladies want to become a part of somebody that they feel like this guy is trying to achieve something. So Adam had a garden before he had a leaf. God didn't give him an Eve for a garden. If not, how will he take care of her? 
If God had given Adam Eve before a garden, how would he feed her? How will Eve cook food for Adam when there is no garden to even pluck food from? I don't know if you understand what I'm talking Sir. about. You don't understand the message. There was a garden before the man, before the woman, so that when the woman comes, there will be a place he can go and pluck some tomatoes and come and cook food for the man. So, in this sense, in our sense, the garden is your vision. It is your assignment. It is what you carry. It is what you are trying to achieve. It also refers to a job you have, a business you are doing. It refers to the ministry you have. The ministry is a garden. If you are to ministry, your ministry is a garden. It's your garden. If you are into farming, your farming is your garden. Or you are actually fulfilling the real scripture because you actually have a, a physical garden. <laughs> A physical, I uh, know these people don't like the message. Let me just close. Beshirayen If you have a farm, you have a physical garden. Don't say that I don't have anything to marry. Whether you like it or not, no matter the job you do in this world, you will find a woman who is okay marrying you with that job. If you're a farmer, you get somebody who, who is okay. I don't care. You're a farmer. I'll follow you to the farm. I have a degree. I'll, I don't care. The same thing applies to the ladies. Some of you try to edit yourself so much that you end up, when the right person comes, he can't find you. Hey! You have edited your bottles, edited your face, edited your nose. Hey! Edited your life! When the right man comes, he doesn't find you. He cannot see you. Some of you brothers have edited yourself. Why did it Why Me personally, I always wanted to marry a simple wife. It's just something. So if I had met my wife and she was so wavy, I wouldn't have married her. So her husband will pass her by. Because if she were to be doing all kinds of things, just my thing. I just... I didn't want to be spending too much on unnecessary things. That's just it. It doesn't mean that I, I, I'm not. I'm, I have a problem with um, nails and all those things and makeups. Me, I don't have a problem with all those things. They are not a sin. Sir. Hey. I, but I just felt like. But if she had edited herself when I came, I wouldn't have found her. Some of you brothers, you've edited yourself. I was about to, you have taken the words out of my mouth. Though it's not about being the video. I'm just saying, you know, there are some people here, eh, they don't have beers. They have forced themselves to go and buy beard creams and force beers to appear. When the sister came and the sister, when Eve came, Eve too, maybe I'm not saying all these things, but there are some people, they just desist all these things. So when the right person came, the beers alone were no. <laughs> hey! Some people have edited their vision, edited their lives, edited their prayer. They say, the way you pray, they won't get a husband. So they stop praying. 
So when the man came, he also came like me and came and sat in church and was looking. Looking, who is praying? Is there any serious sister here? Oh Lord. Oh Lord, you know I love you. I love you. I love you. And then the brother said, Ah, this sister, she missed everything, but the distant day she can't pray. She can't pray. Brother, don't marry this sister who can pray. Ah, fine sister who can pray. What are you doing in church? You know, you won't find out, you know. And while everybody's clapping, we are going up and down. Clap us, Hey! 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 No matter who you are, somebody likes you the way you are. That's what I'm saying. Sisters, don't, don't use screens to look fair. Eh? Don't do it. Don't do it all. Stop. I said what? Somebody's looking for a, a lady who is dark like you or something or chocolate or whatever like you. But you are saying that, ah, this complexion, something's wrong with it. I wish I could be fair like somebody. Hey! And you went and bought some things. Now you became like a rainbow. <laughs> hey! You have become a coat of many colors. A coat of many colors. So when the brother may say, no, this one, mm -mm, mm -mm. the Lord has rejected this one. <laughs> Do you remember Samuel and David's brothers? He said, no, the Lord has, the Lord has rejected no, the Lord has no knowing that was the one. So I'm saying that you must have work. Dear brothers, get work. You must have a work. Have something to do. Because God gave Adam work before he gave him Eve. If you have work, it doesn't matter how small it is, you're ready for marriage. And the good side of it is that if you have work and your wife too has work, it's a beautiful thing. It's easy for you to, to do a lot of things together. Are you with me here? Yeah? I have a lot of things in my heart, but I can't say them because it will offend a lot of people. I said that love sometimes will offend people. It's not true. Point two is what? It's something God created to help the two people undertake a task. So that was why God said it is not good for the man to be alone. So if God says something is not good, what is the opposite of good? Bad. So it is bad for a man to be alone. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hmm. It is bad though. Elijah, it is it's not bad. Presido. It's not bad for you. Well, are you not bad? It's not bad being alone. Is there a way? Then I may have a home. You are fasting and praying. 
James is a harbor. James, it's not bad being alone. It's very bad. Eh? It's very with, with pie charts. Hey, Robert, it's not bad being alone. It's ba very bad. It's very bad. Linda, it's not bad being alone. It's very bad. It's not bad. David, you too. Please, let's stop all this spirituality. Because me, when I was alone, it was very bad. <laughs> let's stop all this spirituality. You know, we are trying to make it, I'm fulfilling the will of God. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be like Paul. Now sit down for another one minute. So, marriage is good. Point three. Point three is this, that marriage is good. David, is marriage good or is not good? It's good, eh? I mean, if you saw that as soon as Mar David married, his dressing has even changed. So if not marriage, eh, this guy, eh, his face would have been like something. Is it true or is it not true? Everything has changed. James, any warrior? Who, who said I have a testimony? You. You have some, eh? Now listen. Anybody who tells you marriage is not good is a liar. Because the Bible says that God said it is not good for the man to be unmarried. It is not good for the man to be unmarried. Because every man who carries a vision needs somebody to, to help him carry the vision. He needs a helper. A woman who also has, also has a vision. It's also, also the, the other way around because there are some women, God has given her a vision and they need a man to help them fulfill the vision. That's why you can have a woman who is a pastor and the husband is not a pastor. Sometimes I even tell, it's not, it's not absolute, it's not complete. Women that are already pastor having their own ministry, don't marry another person who has it's a pastor who has their own ministry. I said, never be there be. Yes. Who is leaving whose ministry to come and join who? At the end of the day, one will think that, hey, me, I me, you know, me, it's my ministry that made you who you are. You know, some people feel like it's a whole lot of things. A lot of pastors that have done that in the distance, the marriage got to a point almost collapsed. Some it also some it collapsed. But some of these ladies, they always because when they God calls them, instead of them to find a simple brother in church and marry the brother, they also want to marry a pastor like me. Find a simple brother who is willing, who believes in you, who will see you as his, as, as her, as his mother. Because if you are a pastor and you are a woman, well, naturally your husband becomes like uh, your son. In the ministry, but in the, in the home, you are, you are the, the servant. But in life and in, 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 in the ministry, your husband becomes somebody that you, you speak to. That's why 
women that are pastors and husbands and when they go home they still cook for them upon all the tiredness they still go and cook and wash and do everything because in the home the husband is the lord of the home but in the ministry they too say my time has come you too need that let me pray for you <laughs> without that in there if you go and marry another person just like you there will be a problem I'm talking about people who are actively in ministry. That's what I'm talking about. You're actively in ministry. I mean, this person has ministry AYZ. This person has ministry YZK. That's what I'm talking about. But marriage is good. It will change everything about your life. A God-ordained marriage should change your life for the better. Because even though right after marriage Adam's negligence destroyed his life but he didn't destroy his marriage Adam's negligence destroyed his ministry it did not destroy his marriage because you know the interesting thing in Adam's case he chose his wife over his ministry that's why he was cursed. Any man, and that's what I was going to say, and I think I forgot, who chooses, chooses his husband and wife over his ministry will come under a curse. You make a lot of mistakes in ministry, in life. Because the first man to choose his wife over his ministry was cursed. His firstborn son came and killed his secondborn. He paid for it. Because when God came to Adam, do you notice know what God said? He said, because you have listened to your wife, because you have listened to your wife and not me, he said, curse is the ground for, the, for thy sake. So God was saying, listen to me. I hear pastors say that, oh, um, uh, my marriage comes before my ministry. Me, my marriage can never come before my, because when my, before my wife came, I was in ministry. It will never come before my ministry. Sometimes I finish preaching and I sit in a car in the night and I have to travel because of marriage. But I, sometimes I'm in Brekum and I have to sit in a car and come to Sunyan to come and preach. When I'm having an online service, my wife knows that this is it's time for ministry. We don't disturb the man of God. You don't say, hey, I need attention. What are you talking about? One hour, you can't wait for the next 24, 23 hours in the day. That one hour that I'm having a meeting, that's the time you want attention. Huh? My ministry comes before my marriage. Because if my wife leaves me, God will not leave me. So who should I choose first? You don't like the message. Let's close. Now there is so. That is why if you are my son, choose God first. Marriage is good. But choose God first. I think that should even be, that, be our, our fourth point. Fourth point. Marriage is good. Put but. The fourth point. But. Choose God first. Because here, I have to say, I have to say, I have to say, Na jumbo kodi, sisi sano mengine jau. 
<laughs> I left my ministry and followed a woman. Now she has left me. God is uh-huh. The first man to listen to his, his wife made a mistake. The other, there was another man who also listened to his wife. He too make, made a mistake. His name is Abraham. The wife said, this is my servant. Marry her and have sex with her. And he did. And problems came in the marriage. Marital crisis broke up. Before that, we never saw the Bible say Adam and um, Abraham and his wife had marital. The day he listened to his wife, that was the day that his marital crisis came. God said, do you know that it was his, pump, his pressure on God that made God say, okay, just, just listen to your wife. Just listen to your wife because the wife was putting pressure on him. Hey, no, but hey, guys, there, marry all the other nations. If a man can't have a child, that's what people used to do. If a man can't have a child, his servants in the house, you can just have sex with them and have children so that your lineage will, will still live. But he, um, Sarah didn't know that Abraham was a different man. And he refused to listen to God who said, Your seed, I said you, your, you and Sarah's seed. He didn't listen. He went and listened to his wife and he brought trouble into the world. Trouble into his own marriage. I'll listen to God first before my wife. God first before my mother. God first before anybody. Some of you people, the day you enter a relationship, you start coming to church. You stop coming to church. Because you have placed relationship over marriage. When your boyfriend says it's Valentine's Day, let's go, you don't come to church. Come and visit me. I say, come to church. You're like, eh, Papa, eh, Ujawa. So at the end of the day, don't be stupid to choose your, your spouse over me. Your spouse has a place in your life. I also have a place in your life. And my place in your life, Krampunu, in a certain sense, is higher than your husband's place in your life. Because at the end of the day, you know, that person can live by, I'm just here. Your father is always your father. That is why when, 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 when the Bible even said that for this cause shall a man leave, what he was talking about is that when you marry your wife, you're supposed to be with her. And when your wife leaves you, you go back to your parents. When your husband leaves, you go back to your parents. What is it teaching you? That there are some people you cannot do away with them. You can't throw them away. So, even though, I'm saying that even though marriage is good, I choose God first. I'm teaching how to marry. Because there's no guarantee that some of us here may not have marital break, breakdowns and have to remarry. But the Bible says, if God be for you, that is the important thing. If God be for you, who can be again? He said, He who did not spare his only son, how shall he not freely give us all things? So, if God loves me and my marriage breaks down, his love doesn't change. You bring another woman who treats me better than the previous one. But if I choose that woman over God and my marriage breaks down, you will not give me another person. That is why there are some people when they enter the relationship. They chose that person over God. And when that relationship broke down, that was the end of their lives. Don't choose any human being over God. Sit down. So, listen. 
Linda, I hope you are listening. Don't you say any human being over God? It's the mistake our church people are making, our children in church are doing. A lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Because our church will be dumb. Huh? Me be a sucramente. My am a DJ. Me be a sucramente. My am a DJ. Be a sucramente. Oh la la. Hey. Oh la la. Hey. Anybody who thinks that we, we are not spiritual, we are more spiritual than you who is passing by. You think that we, we are not spiritual. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. You have gotten a beloved and you have thrown God away. We are here. You are a cat. You have gotten a boyfriend. Now, join online service. You said that in the morning. That's the best time. I have to talk to him because if I don't get time to talk to him that time, he will go to work. You go to work. So in the morning is the time that we have to speak until he goes to work because you start work. He usually goes to work uh, from 6, 7 a.m. He's in work. So, you know, I can't join. Papa, that's why I cannot join. You know. Some of them, the reason they're not joining is because they're talking to their beloveds. Abing, are you the one? I'm going to be home. Or shall I have a useful tool? Or the Bakuba, and you are not the Baku Yako. It's a friend of Crown Ha! Marco. And I'm a friend, is our one just so. Ha! Brabe Pritino, come and preach. He said, No, I'm talking to my beloved. I just got married. I can't come. I can't come. David, six hours. I can't come to church. Ega, six hours. I'm having sex for six hours. I can't come to church. Six hours. If you're having a donkey, can I have sex for six hours? Come for me, I'm trying. <laughs> Six hours. Listen, me, I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife, but I love God more. And she knows it. That's why she doesn't disturb me. She knows I love God. Sisters, look for a man who loves God. All these things, eh? He said, that will be tears you will soon know. That will be because I'll be born. Or for which he owns, or be on doing a mirror home. The day he feels feels like being tempted, there will be something calling him. Somebody will be talking to him. You can't do this. Some of our daughters, we are all here, you see that they go and carry some caricature. Gangster. Yes, yes, I know of a gangster, but. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Why the church is going on? They are even confused. Where, where? <laughs> where are we? 
While the church service is going on, they are asking, hey, hey, where are we? I'm confused. Pray, 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 pray. Yes, sir. The day he pulls a gun on you, nothing stops him. Nothing stops him. You're welcome. The day he pulls a gun on you, nothing will stop him. How many things? No fear of God. Nothing. Choose God first. In your marriage. In your relationship. Choose God first. Somebody say, choose God first. Say, God first. Again. Again. Another one. Another one. God first. Dear pastor, God first. I hope you know that. I'm not saying that you should choose, you should do it in such a way that the time that your family needs you are still, you know, I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying that there is a season of your life where you're welcome. There's a season of your life where you you have to respond to your family. You understand? There's a season of your life where you have to respond to your family. And so some people over spiritualize their lives so much that when the time comes for their husband or their wife to meet them, that's their time they're telling them that I'm fasting. Today I'm not talking about that one. So if not, they will say that the pastor has vacillated. Today I'm just talking about marriage in general, how to marry. And I'm saying that you must choose God first. Choose God first before your marriage. But if the person leaves you, you still have God. But God will never leave you, nor forsake you. He's always with you. So why will you choose something that will leave you before something that will never leave you? It is not wisdom. That's why in this life, me, everything I do, I want to get God involved because I feel like at the end of the day, it is left with me and God. If I die today, it's left with me and God. So why would I have to worry myself about something that will not matter that much. Do you know that when we die and we go to heaven, you don't come and stand with your wife. I hope you are aware of it. Everybody is coming to stand in the line. You will be seeing, hey, also what about me? <laughs> everybody will stand on his own line. When God, the judgment, the everybody is not like, that be Israel, no. You even meet your other. Ah, uh, what? Hey, you are here. Maswa eshe. I'm on frame. I'm just making people walk on time. That's not the time. The way we are on earth and everywhere we are going, you are always holding the person's hand. You don't. Know, you are sewing the same kinds of shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know yeah, yeah? How many of you know yeah, yeah? Raise your hand. If you know yeah, yeah, raise your hand. Oh, so we name yeah, yeah. Oh, 
chief or no friends saying. I do got a grow. On F, you can show all the yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's where everywhere you're going, they see you together like love bears. <laughs> yeah, smile. Hey, hey, as soon as they touch, hey, 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 there are some when you are in town, eh? If you, if you, the, the, the wife, the husband just say, eh, hey, 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 bro, come here. Then they'll be taking flowers. Some people, those things are, that is not even marriage. Those things are not marriage. And you know the funny part, eh? You know the funny part, eh? You sit down, let me show you something. Many people do not marry. And it's a very interesting thing. Especially in our generation. A lot of young people do not marry. You see how we... You see, our mother's generation, they were not a generation of watching TVs. Do you see how when you're watching a movie and how they have sex? Eh? I, hope everybody, I know everybody has never seen them before. They are pushing everything down, breaking everything. Have you seen that? If you do that in your marriage, you break your TV. <laughs> Why a pressure? So the TV is lying to you. That's not how to have You take your time. When you have gotten food, you have to eat. You have gotten food, you want to eat that at the time. You are pushing it. Do you do that? You watch the TV. That's how they, they paint it all. In the TV, they'll be pushing things. Before you realize glass, kai, kai, kai. They are throwing things all over the place. It's a lie. Sit down for me. It's a lie, oh. Be done, eh? Now, up by TV. In terms of your baby, I need a more piano in a group and panic club. Come over Bono Club, a big warrior. Come over Bono, a big warrior, a cramp was in a group. Most of most people, eh, do not marry because I walk around, I talk to a lot of people, I meet a lot of people, and I chat with a lot of people. I ask questions, and you find out that a lot of people don't know how to marry. That's why I told you marriage is overrated. If you watch the TVs, it looks like everything is nice. Have you not seen that? That's not how marriage is. Korean drama. Then they'll give you some slow motion. Then there's some song playing in the background some way. I'm trying to look for one of those songs. Oh! Then, while you are watching the TV, like, hey, I want to do. No, Musu. Now, Musu, now, hello, Musu. That thing doesn't have a marriage. It's just a movie. Sit down for me again. It's just a movie. 
Nankomanya ni sanka obetahe. Obeti. Omanya, omanya na wa obeto. Ah. Eh, obeto. Na India fokra de na asem na jegu. Asangwa, asaka kra, beuze. All those things. And if care is not taking you may if care is not taking you may use movies to think that that is how to marry. Most of the movies portray very bad thing about how to marry. Instead, marriage. Do you know that when you marry, it's not everything you tell your spouse. But you don't know. Some of the things you tell your spouse is actually what will collapse the marriage. They don't say lie to the person, just don't tell the person. It's not everything you tell your spouse. But you don't know. Because in the movie, you find the movies are very funny. Somebody just said I imagine something like somebody with uh, let's just ask a movie like this and call it Love in the Air. Love base in the active movie, and you two are like, ah, this is how marriage must be. So as you are preparing to enter into marriage, your mind is on the fact that it, it must be like this particular movie. And a lot of people are also deceived by social media clout. People on social media that they see. If you see me and my wife and we are standing, we are laughing. I'm not saying we don't laugh, we laugh. You can, if you come and see how we laugh, we do everything. But I mean, that picture is, is, is deceitful. And you can see some of these people, you're like, hey, marriage must be sweet. Not every marriage is sweet. Today is Valentine's Day. That's why I'm saying this. Marriage is work. Is every work sweet? When a carpenter is on the on climbing the brother, is your work sweet? Is it sweet? Teaching is it sweet? Is teaching sweet? Nursing is it sweet? Do you know any work that is sweet? But when the salary begins to come, that's how marriage is. We are working it. It is hard. But when the harvest starts coming, it is sweet. It's, it's, it's pleasurable. But it is not that. It's not like what is in the movies. And so a lot of our young people need real counseling. And when they have been preparing to marry, they say, counseling, Pastor, can't you make it just two weeks counseling? I say, okay, I can make it. To At the end of the day, it's not my marriage. You don't know anything. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? Right? One time I had a counseling with, with some couples. They had married and they didn't know how to do the distance. You see? And the man was just firing around, firing around. Hey. But when you go to marital counseling, we teach all those things. So I asked them, so when you did your counseling, what did you learn? He said, oh, they just said, oh, I'm say, say, hey, Let me 
me give my fifth point, then I'll, I'll hammer that part and then we'll, we'll look at something and close. But point five, right? Good. That's what I want to talk about. Today, I, did, I didn't decide to come and be quoting scriptures. I just decided to come and talk to you. To have a successful marriage, you must prepare yourself for it. To marry, you must prepare. That's the point. To marry, you must prepare. You must prepare to prepare. You must prepare to prepare for marriage. And you must prepare to stay in marriage. You must prepare to marry and prepare to stay in marriage. There are two kinds of preparation. We are talking about the preparation as like it's a move away next two months or something. Preparation is now by and only normal. And and then the other the preparation that you do, okay, to stay in the marriage for the next 30 years. And the interesting part of it is that a lot of people only prepare for the wedding day, they never prepare for the marriage. That's why people are so obsessed about the wedding day, but they, they don't care about what will happen in the marriage. If not, why would you come to me to do a counseling for you to settle down and marry so that it will last longer? But you are not worried about that one. You are rather worried about the wedding. So the, this, colors, this, 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 this. You see a lot of young people, all they are preparing for is the wedding day. And after the wedding day, they go to their room and they ask themselves, what next? And they, the two of them have no idea. They have no idea. And many people marry in the first one month, the marriage collapses. Some first one week, it dies. Because after marriage, they prepare for the wedding and the wedding is over. So now what? What is there again? Some of them didn't know. After they married, the way they wanted the wedding to go, it didn't go that way. Then they realized that everything is going haywire. And I class cannot shake. Anointing oil, one million. Listen to me, I'm talking to you because I know a lot of people here are young people. We have to prepare for marriage. I started reading books. Look at this bright this book, Rambo. I bought it in 2016. I showed it to you, right? How many years have I married? Four years. this one again in 2016. I read, I read Modern Marriage somewhere 2013. I started reading into marriage, researching into marriage. I think actually it was in the year 2013 that I started studying and preparing myself for marriage. You see that, but I got married in 2020. But before that, I was already preparing for marriage. And the interesting part of it is that one of the, the challenging things I see in marriages after people do the wedding, they go home, is that we don't have rules. There are no rules in a marriage. Every marriage must have rules. What does the man do and what does the woman do? Without an understanding of marital rules, 
the marriage will collapse. Who pays the bills? Who takes care of the children? Who cooks the food in the house? Who does what? And the interesting part of it is that in this our generation, especially, eh, the problem most of the times is on the side of men. Because let me show you something. I've given this example in this church and I'm giving it again. That's right. Let me say it in two. Say, by the time my ban be di five years, so the guy grows up not knowing how to do anything except to go out make himself dirty and come and throw his clothes on another lady he is not responsible in any way because he was not trained to be so and so a lot of young people in our generation especially the guys they grow up 25 years he doesn't know what it means to be a man 30 years he doesn't know how to be a man 40 years he still doesn't know how to be a man so to the make and I say brothers listen a real man opens the door a real man when something falls in the house it's heavy you don't let a woman take it you go a real man goes to take heavy things for a woman so when we have two twins one is a lady one is a guy while the lady is washing teach the guy to fetch the water am i talking to somebody here I'm learning, I'm learning. while you are telling the child to use the gas tell the guy to carry the gas on his head and go to the filling station let him understand what it means to work and take care of a woman don't then then when the lady is cooking the banku make him carry the the this thing a bro no one fan called the kenika uncle nyam non fan bra um fan guru roba mufama bimano non kone kenika non konyam bra understand what it means to work hard so that anytime food is on the table you don't just say that i just took money it's not enough i put money there it's not enough to put money on the table Many young people do not marry because they don't know how to be men. You don't know how to be men. And some of you, brothers, you think the sisters are like us. The sisters are not like us. The brothers, the sisters are not like they are not men, they are women. They say, Who? So while we are telling him that we are saying the sister to, to cook the food, tell the brother to go and, and wipe the jar. Go and wipe the jar. Go and wipe the jar. Am I talking to somebody here? We are teaching the daughters the rules of marriage. 
by the time naturally by the time the lady is 16 years 18 years she knows how to cook knows how to dress knows how to take care of the home everything and the brother all he knows how to do is to watch movies and play video games he doesn't know how to do anything leave the home for him he will scatter everything not responsible in any way doesn't even know how to take care of his own sister the sister goes out somebody beats the sister he doesn't go to fight for her a man must fight for a woman they have beat your sister you appear there you slap him we have to teach our sons to defend their, their sisters that if your sister goes to school somebody beat him come and report to me let me give you the go ahead go and beat him as well without that mindset even when somebody disrespect respect, that's why somebody will do something beat your wife and be like Now, the ladies, listen to me. You people, most of you don't know how to marry. I was talking about the guys, then talked about the ladies. Do you see that God said it is not good for the woman, the man to be alone? I will make for him a helper. So, who is the helper? Who is the helper? Did God say the man is a helper? Every woman must understand that in marriage, her place in the marriage is to help the man. Unless the man himself intentionally says that, you know what, in this marriage, I am going to help you. Me, I don't have any plans, any vision, anything. I'm coming to help you. Most ladies are looking for a man who will take care of them. They are not looking for a man they will take care of. Every woman that is ready for a wife ready to become a wife must understand that a man is looking for somebody to take care of him that is what you don't understand our mothers understood it they treated our fathers like kings you people want us to come and treat you like queens but you're not ready to treat us like kings you have not grown to train yourself how to treat a man like a king and you want somebody to treat you like a queen? You think we are foolish? I'm preaching the word of God. I'm preaching the word of God. Every man has a castle. He's looking for a woman to become a queen. In his castle. I know the interesting thing. Many of the ladies we have today rather have their own castles. And they want to drag the man into their castle. They don't want to live in the man's house. They want to take their man into their castles. So they're always complaining. You don't care for me. You don't treat me well. You are not romantic. You are not whatever. You are you romantic. Today that is Valentine's Day. What stops you from buying a gift for your, your, your husband? I can tell you this, that men, eh, men need more affection than women. 
You know that anything I say, I don't, I'm not one of those people who just say things they don't, they don't mean. Everything I say, you know what, what I'm talking about. Who thinks what I'm saying is true? Even the ladies are raising their heads, their hands. Men need attention even the more. That is why it's easy for a man to cheat than a woman to, to cheat. Do you know why? A man needs more attention. And when his wife is not enough, he looks for another wife to add to it. He looks for another side chick. A woman's attention is not anything much. It's just small, I love you this, or do this, you just chat with her. Just sit down. You, a, man can just sit, a, a man's duty is just sit down and listen to her. Talk. The man can't even be falling. I say, the woman doesn't care. A man, he's talking, you're doing something, already he's angry. Ah, I'm talking to you, you're walking away. Can I please have my attention? I'm talking to you, you're, you're, you're talking. I'm talking, you're, 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 are you listening to me? Because a man wants affection, he needs attention. Our mothers understood this, so as soon as the man comes, some of them will even bring something, please wash your hands, please do this. And the man feels like, wow, what a woman. So when he's out there, he's working. He's working, he's like, let me go and pamper some woman. There's a certain woman I need to take care of her. Because the woman is giving him more than enough affection. So he feels like, ah, what can I do? You know, we men, we are usually empty-headed. We become empty-headed when a woman treats us well. Unless foolish men, any wise man. When a woman treats him well, he becomes empty. He, he can go and work and carry all the money and come and give it to a woman. And we are, oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll get some from somewhere. He would rather call a friend and take the money. That is when somebody will be like, ah, why are you has shown him affection. Affection. We too, we need care. Look, a woman hardly has a problem if the women don't usually have problem if a man doesn't cook for them. Dating you, you have a problem. Married husband doesn't cook food for you. It will never even cross your mind. But a man has that problem. Is it that he doesn't have hands to also cook? It's a good question we usually ask. Is it that the man doesn't have hands on way they are near you? But he feels like I want somebody to rather do it for me. <laughs> I want to be pampered. That's why men have a problem with going to the kitchen. It's not that they can't cook. It's not that they cannot cook. It's not that they cannot cook. It's just that he wants to, at least, if you won't even pamper me in any place, at least pamper my mouth. Ah. Pamper my mouth. Huh? What I, what I will eat and sleep and what I will sleep and eat, make sure that that one is taken care of. James, go out. You are, you are underage. Sisters, position yourself in a way that you can be a woman who will come into the life of a man and change his life. That no matter where he goes, he will never forget about you. He will talk about you so much that people feel like, ah, what has this woman done to this man? 
that some people even marry a woman and the whole family say will not agree but the man still says now no I will stay with him because the woman brings value into his life the woman is not a parasite some of these girls are parasites they are coming to your life because they are coming to take I'm looking for a man who buy me a car and one day I know my husband will buy, but you can't you buy your, your husband a car What stops you from sending money to okay? When you chop women's money, it's sweet though. It is sweeter than the normal one. Okay. It's very sweet. Have you chopped a woman's money before? So since you started life, you know, no woman has ever given you. It's the Nana Kafra, what time about what? Oh. Oh, my Kafra, I wouldn't be that. Oh, Nana. Zala Lightly. Now sit down for me. Our preaching. I mean, what stops you from saying that? Oh, you know, let me position myself in such a way that I add value to the life of another man. Be a parasite. Take, take, take. This funny part is the men who are so takers. Take, take, take. A man who is a parasite. What kind of man are you? Since you married your wife, you have never given her anything, never done anything for her. All you do is you are just lying down and do everything. When you begin to do that, she begins to nag and become offended because you are becoming a useless head. So she now wants to go and look for another useful head. It is usually at that point that a woman considers another man when that man is useless. Hey. But listen, people of God. This is, if I were preaching on prophetic empowerment, you'd be saying, ah, the time is going. As I'm preaching about this, this is the way you people are still looking at me. As if the time is not gone. The time is fast spent. It's time for us to take offering and close the church. <laughs> hey, the time is gone. Time has run like something. I hope you have been blessed. You see, a lot of people have tagged themselves marriage, whatever. A lot of them is just, they are not seeing it. Some of us, we don't call ourselves those things, but when we begin to talk, you know that Charlie, you know what we are talking about. Now let me ask, leave you to ask some questions. Five questions, then we close. 